It's the Tillcast episode 422, BFF. And this week, guys, we talk more Battletech. Big. Don't be very good. GTA 5, Valeria, XCOM Chimera Squad, and Atomicrops. Stay tuned. Love us, Elon. It's so fucking weird. Uh, uh, Rusty, are you awake? Nope. Hey, that's Rusty. I'm Nas. I'm Jason. And together, you're going to (laughs) hear about 30 minutes of bullshit. And some games and some news. It's the Tillcast. It's an M-rated show. I guess we already got the bullshit word out. So here we go. Uh, what's today's date? Today is May 22nd at 8.53 p.m. and 23 seconds. And I am ready to go, and I haven't even had my caffeine yet. Rusty, how you doing over there, buddy? I feel like death. Hmm. <laughs> what happens when you work seven days straight, motherfucker? It sucks. At the jack-off factory. It sucks. Wait, what? I said at the jack-off factory. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you My guys? I know this is. Rusty. I know this isn't a visual medium, but if you guys haven't, there's a there is some GIF out there that's an old meme, but it's a it's a jerk off meme, and it's men after it's like women after quarantine, and then it shows men after quarantine. It's a bunch of guys waving with their really buff right arms, including the baby and a fucking dog. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like My- that. It'll be like that scene in Predator when everybody flexes their arm. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Oh, God. Everybody gets out of quarantine. And with my fiance being out of state, you know, gotta love myself. Oh, my God. I mean, what else? I'm human. Uh, I mean, it's only natural. I'm not a fucking monk. Not a celibate. I have a pair of nuts, so they got to bust. Things got to happen. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't have any fucking human interaction. I mean, the kid's gone. That means I can run around just without pants, just waving all over the place. Except for when I'm in a meeting, but at least it's only from the nipples up. Right. Not saying that I'm going to meetings without pants, but I will tell you Uh that the pants are usually gone. Unless I'm podcasting or working, because I don't have to wear pants anymore. <laughs> well, we were going to humanly interact together in the dungeon, and then I'm... Rusty decided not to sleep until 2.30. It's not my fault. It's really not my fault. If I had a choice, I'd have been sleeping at 7 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> And probably would have still slept until then. Uh. Yeah, I had I had a migraine earlier this week, and I've been battling one today, just keeping it on edge. And I ended up missing a day of work, so that means that uh, yesterday and the day before, Wednesday and Thursday, I have been busting my fucking ass trying to catch up. And I'll be doing that again tomorrow, catching up, because I'm not in the kind of job where it's production or something, right? Like I miss a day somebody else covers for me. It's just always covering for myself, and it fucking blows. But I've been able to do it. It's just I understand. Hard. Been fighting a migraine since I think Tuesday. 
whenever it was that weather front came through. You know, feel this. Speaking of migraines, I know this is just. I'm going to get off the rails for a second. We'll get back into bullshittery. Uh, What? I've been using a humidifier in my house in the room that I have, and we don't get any money or any kickback from this. But Vix has these little pouches that you put in their humidifiers that smells like vapor rub. And if your if your migraines are triggered by smells or changes in pressure, it seems to work a lot for me. So I had that fucker running all day today, and it seems to kick the edge off. Hmm. And I think it's because, you know, you're inside, it's dehumidifying inside all the time, it's super dry, your sinuses dry out, right? And then dry sinuses usually, for me, equal migraine. Right. Like every yeah, time I, I know. Uh, I didn't man. help myself uh, Sunday mowing the lawn. Like front yard was fine; it was dry all the way down, no problems. Hit the backyard. Backyard retains a lot more moisture. Yeah. So all that all that rain from Thursday and Friday of the previous week still had all the clothes all the weeds and clover in the backyard really damp and uh, I've been congested ever since. You got fucked. Yeah. Yep. Well, my main that na- getting a little serious for a second. My main allergen is mold. So anytime water sits on the lawn for a long period of time, it's or it's yo. not good to disturb it. I I just uh, don't. I think if once I once I do buy my place, uh, I'm just gonna pay everything over. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> I'm not gonna mow this lawn. Fuck it. Is this gonna be a stone garden? That's about it. <laughs> you can just move to New Mexico or like Southern Colorado. It's kind of the same thing. Everybody has rock yards. Yeah, rock yards would be perfect. Yeah. You know, Southern Colorado, Arizona. When I was a kid, I used to mow my great-grandmother's house in Santa Fe. And what that equivocated to is her whole front yard was basically like smooth stones that hurt like hell if you walked barefoot. And there's a little patch of grass that was right behind her patio, which was for the dog. And that was what you mowed with a fucking electric weed eater. (laughs) It took 10 minutes. You've got a three-foot by three-foot square dog. You shit in this spot only. It was about a, it's about a, like a ten by ten. It's just a square, and she didn't want it too short because you didn't want to just see dog turds, uh, but you wanted it short enough that it wasn't like a fucking jungle patch. Yeah, um, it's too much work. Yeah, would... <laughs> yeah. She paid a neighbor kid like, and this is back in like the eighties and nineties. She was paying a neighbor kid back then like fifteen bucks to mow. 10 minutes worth of work. If I was a neighbor kid, I would absolutely do that. But the 15 Valen- bucks back then? Yeah. I mean... That's like a vehicle from a G.I. Joe thing. Uh, I guess. It's like that. bucks. Yeah, it's like that cool helicopter that dropped bombs out of the little door on the bottom that I bought with $15 from something similar. Hey. Hey, you have that memory, man. That's, uh, you just keep that memory with you. Yeah. <laughs> God. I don't remember well, even having like, 15 uh, bucks back then. Speaking of 15 bucks, 
you know, the gas price here is still so low. Borrowing a friend's car because trucks still out commission, right? And uh, it's one of those little Chevy Cruises. $13 to fill that bitch up. Yeah. That ain't bad. $13. I spent $20 the entire quarantine in gas. Well, that's because yeah. you don't go anywhere. I don't have to. <laughs> but I'm also starting oh. to go a little bit nuts. Hey, Jason, I, I think we have the same can. Is that, is that the CBL? CBL? No. Oh, I have... Oh, I'm trying not to say the real I name. I have the... Uh, Just turn it to so BCV. I can see it. Oh, okay, yeah. The BCV? Yeah. Okay. CBL. I got it. We're drinking, a, we're drinking an energy drink that starts with a B. You figure it out. Well, they can get I mean, we we they can get their full name if they can give us a buck. <laughs> one dollar, one whole dollar they, per minute. Their uh, <laughs> their black cherry vanilla is officially my new favorite energy drink. Period. I uh, I man, uh, speaking yeah. of that shit, um, I have decided that I want to fit in pants again. Um, my, uh, my pants are getting so tight. I couldn't feel my feet and I was getting to a point where I really needed to do something. I gained 27 pounds in six weeks. Uh, I probably rival in that. And I decided it was time for a change. So I went back on the keto diet. Well, more or less closer to a cleaner, cleaner Atkins is what I would call it. Lots of veggies and meats and stuff. Um, discovered some badass recipes, and now I can't start sh- stop shitting. And I Oops. these pants are not hurting right now. In fact, they keep falling off. So I know it's working. I'm not necessarily measuring pounds. I'm measuring inches. But I've lost an inch and a half inside of about 10 days. Um, well, well, yeah, because you went right back to eating horrible because of the quarantine. Yeah, You and, retain a lot of water when you do that. Oh, I know. And... I discovered a new recipe, and I won't make this the keto cast, but I made fucking sausage, bacon, mushroom gravy. I couldn't find cube steak to save my life, but I was going to try to make a keto chicken fried steak. I used almond flour and then a mix of seasoning that I made um, with those. Now, if you're a single male anywhere in the United States, you probably know what Bubba Burgers are. Um, Oh, yeah. I got those fuckers because I couldn't find cube steak and bought a package of those and turned them into chicken fried steaks. Um, and I will tell you, if you're cooking with almond flour, just make sure you do it on the medium and it will not burn. It will crisp up and do not double braid it. Otherwise, it'll be ridiculously weird. Um, but single breaded, you've got just enough crispiness to make it taste like chicken fried steak. And then I took cauliflower and instead of trying to make mashed potatoes... I made rice cauliflower to pour that fucking gravy on along with my chicken fried steak. And it's like having white rice with gravy with chicken fried steak and some green beans. And that has been my meal like three times this week. And holy fucking shit, it is good. I love me some chicken fried steak. Now that I figured out a way to do it, like it doesn't hardly taste any different using a thick hamburger patty aside from the fact that you got to flatten it out just a hair. Right. Well, and you, I mean, the, uh, and then I mixed in a little bit of the like Bubba shred- burgers aren't bad. 
Yeah, I mix in a little bit of shredded Parmesan cheese into the batter, and that gives it a certain tartness that's actually really good. It's well, uh, and that'll help keep it together too. I mean, almond flour is not a horrible substitute for uh, regular flour in any kind of. Uh, it's just it's a battering situation. It's just really it's, rough. You couldn't make cookies with it, but you could no. batter shit with it. It it's got a weird texture, like it's not full flour, but it's close. This is granules. It's like you know. Like mushy sand. Yeah, because yeah, I want mushy sand sandwiches. Mm, yum yum. <laughs> <laughs> mushy sand sandwiches. But that has a certain. Uh, ring you to definitely it. have to be using it with some sort of combiner, whether that's eggs, whether that's some yeah. some sort of fat. You have to have something there with it. You can't just use it to batter whatever you're. Well, and cut. like gravy is kind of difficult too, right? Like the thickeners that I can use right now, that's going to sound weird, but cream is one of the thickeners I use. And then meat like drippings is the other thing, right? Like I used a little bit of drippings from the meat, but mostly like three tablespoons of fucking bacon grease. And there's my fat. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I can't Your use cornstarch. Your arteries didn't clog with that fucking comment one bit. Uh, um, they flex. That's what they do. They're not clogging. <laughs> they're flexing. <laughs> oh man, but uh, the the the, uh, the thing with keto right now is just there's a meat shortage going on. Um, you just can't I, be picky, I'm, is what it is. Huh? You got to be creative. I so tip for me is doing the grocery pickup and then allowing some substitutes on some things uh, and then realizing that you don't have a lot of options when it comes to meats. It's just kind of what's common. So that's why I was using Bubba Burgers for chicken fried steak versus cube steak because there was no cube steak to be had anywhere. Right. Um, go, you, you might actually look at other places. Uh I was I was jonesing for uh, uh, for a thing. I was looking for uh, uh, stew meat, uh, and I because I wanted to make uh, you know, beef tips and gravy. Uh, I I absolutely for some reason I just wanted to do that, um, and because I hadn't had rice, like I, I was looking at all the things that I'm because I'm not on keto. I'm like all the things that I haven't had the opportunity to make rice was on the list. And I was like beef tips and gravy over rice. Boom, done. But I couldn't find any beef tips. So it was, uh, it's like, okay, stew meat and like, couldn't find that. So I had to actually go, uh, I had to go to a butcher shop and ask for it. Butcher shops still have meat because, well, I mean, it's kind of their business. Uh, so I've been, this is probably gonna. This is gonna kick me in the ass later. But I've been trying not to leave Lolo alone, uh, uh-huh. especially after the VR incident we talked about last week. Uh, so well, yeah, I've been doing grocery pickup everywhere. So I've just been getting creative and shopping at about eleven or twelve at night. So I know that whatever they ha- they've been closed. So whatever I'm looking at is in stock, and then scheduling the pickup for right before I go to work, or at my lunchtime. 
for from work so that I can get it done. Um, which it seems to be helping out with, well, A, Lola, and B, me kind of planning what I want because I can kind of see what's available in the store before I go. Right. Um, although groceries are fucking ridiculous right now. I spent, this has been people in other parts of the country going to laugh at me, but typically for myself, when I'm not shopping for anybody else and I'm shopping keto and I'm not buying shit, I can usually get away with like 70 bucks for myself. Um, I spent 160 um, on basics uh, this week. Well, but, but I was really picky about what I wanted. I wanted steak, but I had to get boxed frozen steak is what I found, and that's actually not that good. Um, I'm a no, steak snob. Not. I'm a steak snob, and then I got said New York strip nine dollars. I was like, okay, and it's four yeah. tiny New York strips with fuckload of gristle on them, and they're like maybe half an inch thick. So they're sitting in the freezer until I find another use for them because they're not fucking steak. Like I may, nah. I may make some kind of wrap or something with them, but they're fucking dog food steak. Those are yeah. um, if you trim those up. You can actually uh, uh, make uh, fucking Philly cheesesteaks out of them. Yeah, I made a Philly cheesesteak casserole. That's my favorite thing to do with those is just thaw them out, trim them up, cut them into strips. Philly cheesesteak, baby. Yeah, I found found some frozen meat that was cut like Philly cheesesteak for like six bucks, which was one of the things. I made a a quote-unquote Philly cheesesteak casserole. It's really just Philly cheesesteak, you know, onions, um, bell pepper, and then I put some cream cheese, some cream, and some provolone and mixed it together with spices and made a little casserole out of it. It's actually what I had for for uh, lunch today. Mm. Peppers. Mm. But yeah, it's been interesting. You go shopping in the... Uh, in these times and try to just make shit up as you go. Well, it's, it's definitely harder to do keto at the moment because of, you know, certain shortages and people being idiots. Still, they're still panic buying food. Yeah. I don't, I don't fucking weird. I don't like at this point, you realize well, that you can literally just, that's because, uh, you had, um, uh, you had uh, the news outlets saying there was this huge going to be this huge food shortage because these processing plants were closing for for two to three weeks because half their workforce was sick with COVID. But they weren't saying you know it'll be a three to four week shortage. They were telling people. You know, this could go on for months. If it yeah. Bleeds, if it bleeds, it reads, you, baby. They re-induced panic buying. Yeah. He just be, be a sensible adult. That's all I'm asking. Be a fucking sensible adult. Follow what, you know, people are asking us to wear a, you know, a goddamn mask and walk around and stay, you know, at a reasonable distance from people. Fucking do it. It's not a big deal. Just go shopping like you would go shopping. Fuck. <laughs> I don't like buying. I don't like buying shit, cheap, shitty burgers and turning them into delicious chicken fried steaks. I like doing that with cube steak. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, if you want to still find uh, 
find a decent meat and cube steaks. Hit your hit your meat market. Hit your uh, hit your local Hispanic grocery store. I didn't think about that, man. I could get me some amazing, amazing because like all of those flank stores steak. like season yeah, flank all, steak. All those all those stores use uh use different d- distributors than the big chain food stores do whether that's Reese's, whether that's walmart whether that's insert x grocery chain here um all of them tend to use uh you know the same supplier or you know same couple suppliers and so that can get short real quick yeah, I was uh, I was going to research uh, to get steaks, but there was a an ad in the local paper that said something about that you know the owner of that grocery store saying, "Hey, we have steaks that aren't getting bought. You should buy steaks." And so I went to go get a steak, thinking, "Hey, they'll be cheap." And fuck, there's no fucking steak. That was already bought up. I was like, "God damn, panic buyers." Yeah. Now, when I talked to the uh, to the butcher shop, is of course this exact conversation came up it was like trying to find steaks and you know meat products anywhere is difficult and he's like yeah well we get you know we get our shipments in but what we've found what we've heard and what we've seen at the butcher shop is that mo- uh, a lot more of their customers are uh buying quarter cows or half cows and just getting them all you know processed frozen and you know, and buying them bulk like that. So he's like, yeah, I've, I've sold like, you know, 10 head of, you know, cattle basically, uh, you know, in the last week, it's all frozen goods. Shit, that's like wow. $10,000 of business for him. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of, that's a lot of meat. That's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of business. And he's like, yeah, a lot of people are just stocking up deep freezes. And I'm sitting here going, I live in an apartment. Uh, uh, my freezer is the size of a shoebox. So. <laughs> Mine's not much bigger. I've actually been thinking about getting a deep freeze. And before all this, I was actually thinking about buying a quarter cow. Yeah. Um, well, good luck trying to find a deep freeze because that's another thing that's, on a, that's a shortage. Yeah. Uh, there is... They're they're hard to find right now because of the whole idiotic things. I'm so, uh, so let's say uh, depressing bullshit aside. Right. Anything else interesting going on? <laughs> I just said what's going on with me. I'm pooping a lot. Uh, I'm going crazy. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've worked since the last time we recorded, so I really don't have anything that... Well, we didn't have anything if you didn't because you'd have just been playing Final Fantasy, so it's okay. Oh, fuck you. You know, it's funny. (laughs) Every time we know that Rusty's about to wake up, um, it's more me than Jason. I I don't know why I think I can get away with it, but I tend to torture Rusty, so Rusty's been texting bullshit in Spanish and German trying to uh, throw me off my game. And uh, nope, I've got a translator. It's not that big a deal. I can even translate while I poop. So 
Yeah, like just the little things. I know that he hates the dinging of his phone. And we weren't intentionally uh, trying to wake him up. Like once I know he's up, uh, I'll fuck with him. So like, you know, we'll just, we sit in a group chat getting prepped for all this shit. And I'm just sitting here like one letter at a time. And I was like, how can I make that even more annoying? I can go one letter, then a dot, then another, and then a dot, and then another, and then it'll spell out what I'm trying to get it to do, which is just ding. And so <laughs> we tend to fuck with each other quite a bit with this kind of stuff. Yeah, we yeah do. you're an asshole. I know. I'm okay with being an asshole. Um, part of what makes me me. Um, you know, with it being so dry, and I, Jason, do you you can inter- feel free to interject and stop me, but I feel like we could talk a little bit of game. I keep seeing you on Steam um, playing with your you, weird, uh, just off-the-wall presence. <laughs> right? So, yeah, I mean... I don't know. I kind of hit a weird spot, so I. Um, what are you playing? You I touched start there. a. I touched a little bit of. Uh, kind of a little bit of everything this week. Um, you know, still said. trying to, still trying to get myself through Batman. Um, played a little bit of. Uh, played a couple hours worth of BattleTech. Um, played a little bit of. GTA five. Cause you know, it, it was free and that's been a while. Um, played, uh, played a little bit of Sims one day. Cause I can't really decide on anything. And, uh, but really I didn't spend more than a couple hours in each. Um, and it's just cause I hit like this really weird space this week. Like I got, home yesterday and um i really didn't want to do anything at at all and i was kind of in this thing where uh over the last uh five weeks espn's done this uh uh released this document this 10 part documentary on uh because uh, what michael else jordan right bulls now? right the last dance so they basically kind of for the most part covered that last season but you know insert clips of the past here uh kind of documentary reintroducing people to to who that team actually was and i just for whatever reason second half of work yesterday I just started replaying Michael Jordan's final game, game six NBA finals, 1998 and listening to it. So I finished, so I finished that the last 30 minutes of that game when I got home. And then I was like, I don't really know what I want to do. I don't feel like doing anything. And I literally sat down on my bed, turned on my Xbox and went Netflix. And nothing really seems good here either. Oh, they added they added Underworld: Rise of the Lycans. I'll play that. Then when that was over, I was like, now I have to watch Underworld because you know <laughs> the link. Do, do you? Um, but do you really? <laughs> but leather. And of course. 
the entire time I'm watching these movies, um, having uh, having played several White Wolf campaigns since uh, since the first Underworld came out, I'm picking each one of these movies apart, going, they stole that from White Wolf. They stole that from White Wolf. <laughs> they stole that from White Wolf. No, they would never. That's straight pledgery. That's straight pledgery. Nah, you, you're you're joking. They wouldn't take all of that information from you know media that's already available. I mean, that's like classic cinema, right? I mean, those are stage actors. Right. <laughs> I mean, all in all, really, we give the. I feel like uh, it's people like, casually it's... give those movies shit, but to be honest, there are a there are a lot of way worse movies out there that you can watch. No, it's here's kind of what it's like. It's like you're in a candy shop and you got all this fancy candy all around you, but none of it really sounds good. You just go back and you're like, I want a Hershey's bar. Right? Yeah. Nothing real special. It's sweet. It's kind of cheap. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. It's not awful. It's not amazing, but it's reliable. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And of course, you know, getting to watch Kate Beckinsale and skin tight outfits isn't necessarily horrible either. Those movies you know, were horrible. It's just. I've, I've I've had a lot of weird shit that I won't go on air to talk about in the last week, but I've been kind of hitting walls myself with gaming and having a little bit, not really spending anything on anything. I was like, I guess I'm just going to buy a couple of games, I guess. Um, I went, I played more Fallout and then I got to the end of where I'm at. So basically it's, you know, Diablo out. So I'm, it's to a point where you're just doing to advance the storyline more. I basically have to do dailies um, and do qu random quests for loot. And I don't really want to, I didn't really want to, I wasn't into that mood for doing something like that. So I played something right. even more aimless. I played raft for like five or six hours this month, this week. And what that is, it's at a survival game, right? I'm getting into this point where I want to survive everything. And I, okay this game has some potential but it's getting there pretty slow um they released a really big update i've been following this game for about a year i was like i'm gonna finally give it a shot and man i got my ass handed to me the first couple of tries and what it does it throws you on it's a building survival game while you're on a raft in the middle of the ocean and i guess i've read up a little bit the story of it is and i guess it expands on this as you discover more shit but basically, there was a apocalypse and the world flooded, right? So you're on a little raft, and it, you build the raft out, and you're on a, a, what is it? It's like a three by three. So basically like six six feet by six feet. That's all it is. It's just a square. And you have no place to put anything. And what you have is you have like a, grapple, a plastic grappling hook that you throw out into the ocean and grab stuff as you drift by. And the whole time, you've got a fucking shark. That's just like circling around you and underneath you. And anytime you jump in the water, he attacks you. And then occasionally he attacks your raft. So I figured out, well, I guess I need to craft a, 
a spear. So I just use my grappling hook and grab wood, driftwood, that's out in the ocean for whatever reason, all over the place as I'm drifting, um, and then craft myself a spear. And then every time he starts biting the raft, you go stab him in the nose, and then he finally fucks off, and then you got to build a building hammer, which lets you repair that shit. And then you start to, you know, dehydrate and starve, so you got to start, like, roping in these barrels, which usually have raw food like a potato or a beet or something like that in it. But you're not cooking it yet. you got to build a little grill. So you build a grill to put on your raft um, that's fueled by fire that you get, right? And then eventually you build out this raft. So now I've got, like, a 16 by 16 raft with two stories on it. Um, complete with a bed and a chair. I've got a fishing pole. I've got multiple spears. I've got a paddle. I've got some sails on this fucker. Um, you know, I've got a place to cook, a place to filter water. It's got a water filter, which basically means you scoop up seawater and you boil it, um, with the driftwood that you get. Um, and you get run into points of interest and right now it wants me to build an antenna, but I can't find the stuff to do it. So I've been running into these little coral reefs that I can see. And you have these one-time use anchors. So basically you find rocks in a plastic bucket and attach a rope to it. You make the rope with leaves and you drop that rope and that'll anchor you so you don't drift or sail or whatever. But it's one-time use. So you, you kind of plan it strategically. You come across like a coral reef. The coral reef will have like metal embedded in the coral for some reason. Or it'll have a little bitty island. And sometimes the island's a little chest. And then sometimes in that island there's a little bit of story. You'll find some kind of journal or recording or coordinates. And I guess when I progress enough, it's supposed to start loading up points of interest. i got to build an antenna tower on my raft with complete with radar, and I'm going to triangulate things with coordinates to find different points of interest to drive the story along. But in about six-ish or five-ish hours, all I've managed to do is get a big, badass double-decker raft with, you know, Ice chest full of shark meat because I keep killing the shark. Um, and he keeps coming back. That more. motherfucker keeps responding. Yeah, he responds about after like five minutes of killing him. But after you do enough damage to him, because he keeps coming up and biting your raft, um, you, can, you can do that. Eventually I can craft, you craft a research table that lets you research different items you find to find out what their other uses are. But it is a, it's well, a very zen game, but it's a very slow start. Speaking of research, yeah, Epic Games has Civ Six for free right now. Oh boy! So if you don't already have it, there you go. I didn't actually have it. I I didn't buy it initially because um, oh the well, you, you tend to wait until all the DLCs. Yeah, but there's like eighty dollars yeah. a DLC for Civ Six right now. I know, but so right now. Uh, Epic Games for the next couple weeks will be doing a new free mystery game every Thursday. Yeah, it's rumored that Ark's one of the games and uh, Handsome Jack Collection's one of the games, I think. If my memory yeah. serves me right. Uh, uh, that because, was the leak, yeah. Because the prediction about Civ was correct. I kind of feel confident about the other two games. Right. Yep. The Handsome Jack Collection... Uh, to me, isn't really worth anything. Uh, and uh, what was the other one? <laughs> the other one's Ark, something we've played to death. Uh, Ark. Oh, Ark Survival Evolved is... Uh, 
Uh, well, I mean, if you don't have it, yeah, that's a pretty I mean, fun it's, game. It's it's worth picking up and playing because it's it's kind of like this the survival style game that you were describing with Raft, only with dinosaurs. Yeah, I just um, wanted to play something new. I've been going through and clearing out my cattle, my backlog, you know, and so I just needed something new. Bad. It's it's gotten bad. Another thing that happened this week, though, is uh, I gave a chat on XCOM last week. Um, XCOM released a like a three gig patch on I want to say Tuesday or Wednesday, and that three gig patch seems to have fixed all the weird ass stability issues I was having with it. Um, See, I no longer you have do to is like complain. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. I want to like the game, right? And I'm actually having fun with it. Um, I put some more. T- I was actually playing that a little bit before we started the show. Um, and it actually seemed like it had varied up some of the, I don't know if the patch did this or not, but on this playthrough, I'm running into a lot of different mission types and a lot of different layouts because it was starting to get a little bit samey on the game that I was on that kept crashing, but now nothing's crashing. It's not making me disable my antivirus and redownload my, you know, my, uh, <laughs> my framework libraries all over again, over and over and over again to make it run. That's, that's the point that I was like, I'm digging too deep into this. The game's not going to fucking run. I ain't going to fucking deal with it. Um, I've got plenty of other things to play. But they released the patch. Now I'm, you know, comfortable with it. Playing more uh, Chimera Squad, making better progress than I ever did before. Um, and that game's pretty fun. Um, I actually like it a little bit better than the Gears Tactics. Um, well, I mean, it's XCOM, so they, one of my, they've been one of my doing top it games, for years. <laughs> one of my tops of all time, honestly. Yeah, they've been doing it for years and years, and Gears is basically, oh, well, you like this kind of game. We can make that with our engine. <laughs> I'll say, you uh, know, another big thing that there's a couple other things that came out. I didn't get time to jump into it because I just couldn't find a buddy at the time. But uh, Deep Rock Galactic released 1.0 the other day. Um, and if you don't know what that is, it's a weird left for dead hybrid game so basically what it is is you get a mission to go get certain amount of ore or some kind of like alien eggs or something like that and you're a dwarf and there's different classes of dwarf Um, i play one called an engineer a lot and he shoots platforms to help you navigate better he uh has a shotgun a grenade launcher um pretty badass pick and he has either a decoy or mines that um Proximity mines and turrets. It's a very utilitarian character. Basically, as you go down and mine, you're trying to collect materials to advance your mission to unlock different things for your dwarf. And then on top of that, what you're trying to do is you um, are getting money um, to help advance some of that gear um, and skill points for different things that you can do with your dwarf. Now, these are not like it's not going to give you a Hadouken and it's not going to give you like some kind of weird trick shot. These are things like. Um, you know, your stamina runs out slower or you are able to revive people faster, you know, minutia upgrades. But it basically plays out you end up fighting waves of bugs underneath the planet. Um, And it sets up a random layout of caves and then you kind of fight your way through waves while you mine shit. Um, And then you got to, like, escape, which means that you got to run all the way out of that cave system that it generated. And it does a pretty good job with the caves. They're pretty varied. Um, but I didn't get time to jump into that. But if you're interested, um, on I think most of the platforms except Switch, at the very least, it's on Xbox and PC. 
Um, but it is $30 well spent. If you're into, if any of those things sounded very cool, it is $30 well spent. Um, I, I own that game. Yeah. I don't, I haven't really played much of it, but, uh, was a, I was playing a gunner. And I mean, if, if you like just mowing fools down, the gunner is the, uh, uh, class that has basically like a minigun. Uh, yeah. Gunner can be have, pretty boss. Yeah, it it's meant to basically hold a position and just excels at the waves of enemies. Like there's, it'll spawn random enemies as you go along, but it'll say there's a big wave of enemies coming. Well, that's when the gunner basically plants feet pulls out the big gun and just says, bring it on, bitch. Yeah, the game works uh, The game works in solo mode, unlike <laughs> Left 4 Dead. So the AI robot you get you can fire rockets and you can upgrade them to do all sorts of different things. I've got mine set up with, like, pushback on his bullets plus rockets. So, and he's as effective as my grenade launcher and his bullet, you know, his rockets recharge and he never runs out of ammo. And also man stuff really high up. But there is something to say with balancing your class off a friend and then playing to both your strengths through a level that it certainly goes by a little bit quicker and you make a little bit more money. So definitely does play extremely good with friends, but plays pretty good solo. Um, I just, you know, I'm a little bit starved for people. So if I'm going to play that game, I really do want to play with people. Uh, the last game that I actually play a little bit of multiplayer with, um, Terraria released, released its final patch. We talked about that last week. Yeah. Yep. So that game can be a little bit overwhelming. Um, I still put 17 hours into it in the last week. That's the that was my main this week. I just I beat the destroyer, you know the not the destroyer of worlds. I beat um, the Eye of Cthulhu, which is the first boss you usually summon. And then I know that I've got to beat the overworld boss, but I'm not geared up, and I keep running into a spot where I'm just fucking getting destroyed at a certain level of underground and i just can't get past that just what drummed up me wanting to do as something else with crafting and all this other shit because terraria is very much as as much about crafting and upgrades as it is about exploration um but i mean terraria is terraria it's an awesome game it's one of my another game that i will probably love for most of my life um super yeah. huge fan of terraria I haven't been able to play much game at all, but Terraria is definitely on the list. I've been playing, you know, I played Terraria years ago, so I'd be interested to see what what changed about it with the, uh, you know, with the latest release. Yeah, um, there's also a mod pack that uh, the mod loader for it unlocked on Steam Workshop now. So oh, nice. if you want to do texture mods and stuff like that, which I may go ahead and start loading soon. Um that's supposed to make that stuff way easier. Um, cool. But, yeah, it's definitely a thing. I think Terraria is probably one of the most played games of all time. Or most purchased games of all time. Like, it's rivals fucking, like... Minecraft? Yeah, it actually does. Total it's, uh... copies sold... Of Terraria. Hello, Google. <laughs> Twenty-seven million copies. It's uh, and this is an article from last year. 
yeah it it's up there there's a lot of people who play terraria um and it's oh 30.3 million by april 2020 that's not bad i mean considering it's like three million copies sold over the you know course of about a half a year or a year yeah that's not bad at all no i mean considering the game was released it's not my, like, it's not Minecraft numbers. Minecraft is at 176 million copies sold. Oh well, I mean, That's holy fucking shit! Minecraft is Minecraft is a, a completely different beast. Another game I still have not played, even though I like crafting games. I have never played Minecraft. Uh, there's some ma- than- there's some magic to Minecraft. I think I'm actually thinking about playing Minecraft Dungeons when it releases on Game Pass. To be honest with you. But there is the thing about that game is there's just some catharsis to just like digging and building and digging and building and digging and building. I don't like the creative mode because it takes away any tension the game has. The game's not particularly incredibly difficult most of the time. It's just it's its own thing, right? I mean, I've been playing that. I've been playing that game for most of this podcast off and on. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean you you mean Terraria? No, yeah. Minecraft and Terraria. Oh, really? Well, I mean I, I have I think Me and my the, friend TJ were playing Minecraft before it was a kitty game when it was back in Alpha. I think the the first exposure I had to Minecraft I think was uh I think I I played maybe five minutes of it, and I mean, honestly, you don't get any you know good look at a game in five minutes. But you know, at at the time, I was like, "This crafting system sucks," Uh, (laughs) you know. And and then I stopped playing uh, almost immediately afterwards, and I just didn't really feel the the need to go back. And since then, I mean, I've I've changed a bit in what I like as far as games and of course. See, I'm, I'm a secret nerd about it. I So before it was, you know, I'm not trying to be like indie bro cool about it, but like before it was really like super, super, super mainstream, like you could find random internet t-shirts of like creeper shit and all sorts of stuff that was supposed to be like mock horror. And so I had like, I had some like Minecraft shit. As far as t-shirts that I wear, and then I saw a kid wearing a Minecraft shirt, and I was like, well, shit. I just look like a weird adult. <laughs> so I threw them all in the closet. I still have a Minecraft mug. I mean, I'm a fairly big fan of that game. You fucking Minecraft hipster. Uh- <laughs> Unintentional. I played, Unintentional. I played a, Minecraft before. No, it was, it was like cool. it, it, no, it was in the birth of early access stuff. It was a... You know, I think I saw some article on an alpha for this game for seven bucks or something like that, right? I was like, seven bucks? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. And then me and my friend TJ, um, my PC gaming dude, um, picked it up and we started playing that game. It's like, this ain't bad. It's not really that finished, though. It's like, but it'll run on a fucking potato. And I mean, for a while, there was, if you listen to super old episodes like pre 100, you will hear about the adventures of me and TJ in our my I like full episodes of Tiltcast that are dealt with Minecraft <laughs> shit. Um, way back, we're like twenty eleven. 
2012 yeah. maybe. Yeah, it it's just I don't know why I really haven't sunk any time into it. It was just I think what happened was is it was small and I wasn't into crafting games at that time and then uh as soon as I started gaining a uh an appreciation for, you know, good crafting games, Minecraft exploded and became too big. You just, if that makes any sense. It you was just like, got hipster about it. You're like, uh, Metallica's not cool anymore because they're playing to stadiums. <laughs> right, kind of. Uh, well, it, it started to shift as far as, like, um, you know, the player base shifted quite a bit. I mean, you had three-year-olds playing Minecraft. You know, it was yeah. weird. The player base shifted a lot, and then, like, I think at a certain point, you just have to stop giving a fuck. Um, but, yeah, like, I mean, the player yeah. base is in a in a place where I wouldn't play multiplayer other than somebody I knew. Like, me and Spencer could play it because Spencer's really into Minecraft, and, you know, he's my, my adopto kid. Um, mm -hmm. So... That wouldn't be weird. And then when he was into it and he was little and me and his mom were dating, um, wasn't a big deal for me and him to talk Minecraft because he actually knew more than I did. And he was making all the weird fireworks and setting up shows and crafting huge things. He played it always in creative mode. I always played it in survival mode. That was the big difference between the two of us. But him being more creative than me in that way is was good for him for that outlet and for me. It's all about, it was the first survival game that I was playing, right? There wasn't any survival game and it's kind of the birth of the survival genre, so to speak, right? Um after that if you think about like games that I've talked about on this show and with you guys, right, the next big survival game that I talked about was Seven Days to Die, which actually came out a couple years after Minecraft and looked a lot like Minecraft when it first started. Yeah. Uh, so there was that, and then it was Ark, and then yep. it, and then it was um, Subnautica, and those those are all very cornerstone crafting games. I think those are all excellent games, and there's not a lot of other crafting games that really even touch those games, in my opinion. Like it's really hard to. I can't think of a game out right now that's as good as any of those games that are that cross those genres at all. Like Terraria sort of crafts goes into that, but it's not the same. Terraria is no. more of about almost Metroidvania, you know. Right. With, same with, thing with um, uh, Starbound. Yeah. Because Starbound basically just took Terraria and said, "In space, we're, we're going to make an RPG out of it." Yeah, um, a little bit more crafted story to it. Like that was a right. total surprise. Um, man, that's a good game too. Fuck. Yeah, it is. Um. Yeah, I was even trying to find, like, farming games that I could play because I was in that mood this week. I know I just shifted gears a little bit, but just kind of talking about survival. Like, a weird time in life and a weird time in the world to be doing survival games while I'm at home uh, alone, bored out of my fucking mind. I mean, I have really, really fond memories of, uh, of playing Seven Days to Die, uh, crazy enough. Uh, I mean, there was the castle that I built. Yeah. Uh, Alpha nineteen, Alpha nineteen just released. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> the game's yeah. perpetually in alpha. The, I mean, the castle was like a brainchild of boredom, but it turned into something fucking epic. 
right? You know, I planned the entire thing out, and I mean, you you were out basically hunting zombies, and I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm gonna mine, and I'm gonna make this massive fucking mine shaft cave, and I knew right where everything was. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. Well, I mean, uh, that's pretty much what we did as a group was <clears throat> Justin and I would go out hunting supplies and you would just sit there and build and craft, build and craft. Oh, well, once we, uh, I was like, I'm going to make an, an impenetrable fortress and I'm going to make it so that no zombies could ever get us ever. And I worked out the math and found the exact way to do it. I'm, and, uh, uh, I'm a little bit wrong. Um, as of May 20th, they said Alpha 19 is coming soon. So I thought it was out. Oh, okay. Well, that, the the memes on Twitter are pretty great about this, though. Somebody's saying it's yeah. been 84 years. <laughs> In 84 years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alpha... Uh, Alpha 53 will be coming soon. Um, <laughs> that game will be perpetually an alpha. There uh, is one benefit to that, though. Like, you can continue to go back to it and play it over and over and over and over again. Because yeah. every time there's a new update, there is a significant change to what's going on. Dude, I, I, I keep thinking about all the fucking bases that I helped build. Uh, all the brainchild. Because it was like, you were like, we need these resources. We need these. Uh, we need these crafting recipes. I need to go kill zombies. And I'm like, we need a safe place to like hole up for the night. So I'm gonna work on the on the base. Uh, you, know, you remember the raft? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> a lot of those strategies yeah. don't work anymore. But like they continue right. to make they continue to see what people do, and then fuck with people by changing it up to make people refigure out how they're going to break the game. Right. Well, I, I figured out that uh, load-bearing water was a thing at one point, uh, and you could build, uh, you know, a wooden structure on water, and it would hold any uh, amount of weight. So uh, I built a raft in a cave, <laughs> in a lake, in a cave. If the zombies could even get to us, they would sit at the bottom of the lake and we could just pick them off easy. <laughs> they would never get to the, the raft. It was perfectly safe. It was, uh, ideal. <laughs> right. Um, oh man, it was just, it's a, that, it's a that, really janky ass game that you can have a whole lot of fun with. Yeah. It, that, that game just makes me happy every time I think about it. It could you be know. something I go back to. I almost started playing DayZ on Game Pass the other day. I was like, nope. I don't. And then I fired up the Long Dark again, and I was like, man, this game is as slow as I remember it, but it's pretty cool. But I don't. I have short burst of intense gaming time right now. I can yeah. play very intensely for a couple of hours. Now the kiddo's not here, and I'm not real worrying about any of that. I've got any time I want after work, and I've got an hour at lunch. Um, if I don't exercise and I need to exercise so bad. Yeah, I, uh, 
I wish I had time to game this week. Honestly, the only thing that I've been doing is maybe logging in every well, I have logged in to Final Fantasy every day. To check but that's for crafting. Uh, yeah, I was making sure that my uh my retainers were nice and stocked full of stuff to sell. So now I've got you know, money to come back to. Uh hopefully more shit sold while I slept. Uh and I had started gardening in that game, which gardening is hard as fuck to actually get into in Final Fantasy because what the fuck is that? Oh, he's showing off his uh his ergonomic mouse. Hey, this thing games That's... really well actually. Yeah. But uh, there... Yeah. I'd be interested in That is you... actually that's actually I know I'm interrupting you. My ADD is strong tonight. You, you are all over the place right now. Um, on Amazon, there is a mouse called an iClever. I don't know how reputable that is, but I can tell you it's... I had a real cheap... I had a $5 vertical mouse to see if I could even deal with it, which helped. But it had too low a DPI for me to game. Um, this thing's shaped like your hand, even to the point of having like... If you guys can, let me show it off. It kind of looks like a weird limp dick. Um, <laughs> see? Limp dick. But limp it's, dick. It's, it's got a thumb, spot for your thumb, which is one cutaway. And the other cutaway is the mouse portion. And it fits in your hand like this, right? Which is supernatural. Like and it's weighted. So it has a good drag to it. Um, it's at about a 1600 DPI, so you're not going to be playing a lot of Call of Duty with it. But for anything that I'm playing, um, survival games, strategy games, normal-ass games that don't require crazy twitch movement, even Terraria, um, and a twin-stick shooter I've been playing called Atomic Ops, um, it's been working pretty great. I'll come back to Atomic Ops in a minute. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I have tried to change um, my mouse setup. I'm like, trying to get that in focus. You know, it would be, it would help if you just didn't blur your background. That would probably help. Um, Skype. Yeah, see that. It's got ridges. It's got ridges. Like a ruffle. It's ribbed for pleasure. <laughs> hey, I was going to say like a ruffle. You went the way of the condom. <laughs> no, no, man. I, so it, it, it would make sense, considering I'm playing an MMO, it would make sense to play with an MMO mouse. And I do actually have one. Um, yeah, I had one of those, what are they called, a molten core razor for a while and all the buttons broke on it. Yeah, so I have... A Corsair MMO mouse. Uh, I forget the name of it. I probably could find it if I my eyes would focus. But um, it's one of those that has you know twelve buttons on the side. The thing is, this fucking thing is uncomfortable as fuck for me to use. My thumb covers four of the buttons at, at any one time. It's hard to actually press individual buttons on this thing without pressing like four of them at a time. 
It's because you got some mitts on you. How the hell do people actually use these things? They have baby hands. Uh, or piano I, fingers. Piano fingers? <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I guess that would be a prerequisite, I guess. But I, I don't know. I mean, this thing is just uncomfortable as fuck to use. So I constantly, like... Uh, I, I I use my standard ass fucking mouse that has a forward and back button, and I just use those as modifiers for everything. But I mean, look at that two two side buttons, two regular buttons. You got your middle mouse, and the middle mouse is next to your index finger. It's slightly further over, so that it you just barely move over middle mouse. That easy. Yeah. That easy. Look, it even just rests in my hand, just like that. This thing's comfortable he, as fuck. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm using it for work, obviously. That was actually the big reason. Like, working, I don't have a real ergonomic setup at home because it's lower than the desk I use at work. Because mm -hmm. I'm using an old TV stand and an end table with a mouse pad I on mean, the end table. And I, I had to do something. My mouse shoulder is pretty, pretty fucked up. So, I... All day I flip between a normal mouse and this vertical mouse, but the last couple of days I've been just using straight vertical mouse. Yeah. Um, my shoulder is happier because of it. Well, that's important. You know, having a good, you know, ergonomic setup. My elbow is fucked right now because, like, even having not really played Final Fantasy for any real length of time for the past few days. It's still fucked <laughs> because I on my days off last week it was like, well, I played Final Fantasy for like fifteen hours today. Yeah, this is healthy. You should try um, the controller setup and just see if you can do that to give your hand a break. You know, and I've tried. Uh, I, I was thinking about it, and I was. I don't know. I mean, the controller setup has pluses and minuses for that game. You know, it you can is definitely meet it in the middle and try a Steam controller. Um, I don't think my Steam controller lives. It's in a box someplace, but I'm not sure if it lives. Um, yeah. So the I, even though I, I think the Steam controller would actually be a, a a detriment, the way that the you know the game is set up, um. You use the triggers and the bumpers to actually go between hot bars. Uh, so it's more of like a bunch of button combinations. And you've got uh, 4, 8, 12, 16, uh, 16 actions that you can put on one hot bar. And then there's, uh, there's four modifiers. So two for the bu uh, bumpers, two for the triggers. And you can kind of don't you got bumpers, get, triggers, and paddles on a Steam controller though? Uh, there isn't paddles, but the the thing is, is the uh, uh, a lot of the actions are uh, based off of a direction, and because of the Steam controller's uh, touchpad, it would probably not be super accurate. You'd be surprised. So, I I was underwhelmed by the Steam controller's you know accuracy. Honestly, uh, it it did its job, but it's not 
it doesn't do its job very well. And I think that's probably the reason why. Uh, it went on that uh, dumpster fire sale. Yeah, it went on you know on the fire sale, and they stopped making it because you know it it wasn't super optimized. It had its niche cases, and you could technically play you know PC games, you know most PC games with it, uh, using it as like a virtual mouse. But it it was not well designed. I think the touchpad uh, itself for you know integrating it into the directionals wasn't a good idea i mean it was not i kind of wish it still i wish it had an additional touchpad and used the same layout as like a playstation uh, controller like one of the ps4s with a better touchpad in the middle or something they just well that's that's the thing they couldn't have done that without like stepping on the fact that PlayStation's already done so. And the fun thing is, is the PlayStation controller hardly ever uses the touchpad for anything other than a big button. It's a really <laughs> big button. You can like hit it with your forehead. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, yeah, there's but, a, I, I mean, can't remember what game. There's a couple of games where you swipe on it. Yeah, and it, and it turned into a gimmick, and a lot of game makers just didn't do the gimmick because it's a PlayStation specific gimmick right you know so if you're going to make cross-platform games why would you make a gimmick that's specific to the uh, playstation 4's touchpad you know it's yeah. it's a thing you know it's, it's like the dreamcast when you had the memory card that you could play video games on oh yeah yeah i remember that i remember that those little like tamagotchi style fucking games right yeah yeah super simple LSD like two big games yeah yeah, you you load your save file on you know onto that thing, take it with you, Tamagotchi, and you can kind of get some items and some RPGs. Uh, yeah, I used to stick around with games. it while I was at work taking supervisor calls at AOL, and then I discovered <laughs> I could load Quake on there, and then I just sat back in the corner with my friend Nancy and we played Quake. There you go. I mean, priorities, man, priorities. Hey, it's forty-five minutes between an to an hour between pissed-off people to talk to. You got to do something. You might as well play video oh, games. Exactly. I mean, I, I would. And Quake's not that bad of a. And I wasn't uh, getting paid choice. any extra to do it, and then the supervisors didn't do shit. So it was one of those things where it's just like, well, I mean, not getting paid extra. I was a lot more of an asshole back then too. I think I remember telling somebody like, "Well, you don't pay me anything extra, so what's my incentive to do this other than I'm doing your job? Why can't I play a fucking video game?" What are you gonna do? Demote me? Oh, I was shit. like, "What are you gonna do? Do my job? Because you don't do it very well, and I do it all day." <laughs> oh, what a dick! <laughs> hey, hey, I, uh... office lifestyle is difficult for me. Well, I mean, the only way I can get through it, you know, every day is that I don't see another human being most of the time. So, well, I get to see him on webcam at this point, so I'm pretty okay with that. Yeah, keep him at a distance. <laughs> yeah, I've been but, playing this uh, game called Atomic Crops, and it is a weird ass game. So, you know, the Epic Cell was like twelve bucks, so I picked that up too. And what Atomic Crops is is it's a twin-stick shooter 
roguelike farming game. Here's how this plays out. So you get one or two characters, and you go to this. It's very... Have you ever played Nuclear Throne? Yeah. It's kind of like weird, goofy 80s apocalyptic, neon color apocalypse stuff, right? With mutants and all that kind of shit. And very cartoon slime. Yeah, that kind of shit. Pink slime, green slime, all that shit. Yeah. Anyways, so what you do is it drops you on this little farm plot. It's a little six by six. And it gives you some potato seeds. And those potato seeds grow into these weird mutant, like, potatoes with mouths and personalities. Um, oh. And so you go plant the seeds and you water them. And then you run over to the right, to this other area, and there's these weird rabbits with pistols. And then there's, oh. like, weird birds, like, attack birds with angry faces and all sorts of shit. And they're all shooting. It turns into this weird, like, roguelike bullet hill. And you kill all these things real fast to get seeds or a pickaxe to dig another farm plot or uh, get a tractor upgrade, which lets you randomly mow different spots, I guess. Um, or like rain clouds, like basically like power-ups or seeds. And then you take that back to your plot before it gets dark. And this whole time, you know, you're playing this twin-stick shooter style, you know, circle, strafe around, shoot, 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 shoot. Um, and then you go back and you, you auto water. So basically you bump into the bucket of water. That's the well, and then you water crops automatically. And then you kill enemies to get fertilizer to feed your crops, which are like bouncing all over the place. Um, uh, it's very flashy arcadey and you bullet hell and protect your crops from like weird slimes and weird moles and rabbits and crazy shit. And then you'd go through three timed waves of enemies, and then a helicopter comes down and picks you up and takes you to the town where you can spend your harvest for upgrades to your gun for like two nights, or for upgrades that open up different paths in the level, or for. It's a really weird concept, and it's really fucking hard. Um, it, sounds, it sounds exactly like a fever dream. It's very much <laughs> like a, it's a fucking acid trip. Um, but then Sounds you go like me without caffeine. Yeah. And so, you know, you go back and kind of rinse, repeat. And then I think on the third night you run into a boss wave and there's a boss character and I can get past the first boss. Um, but it is permadeath and it is permanent loss of health every time you take damage. So you, but you can upgrade that and then you can use roses to buy a heart in town. Sometimes a heart will drop or I think it's a rose petal, which is the heart's will drop while you're in combat. Most of the time it doesn't, though. Like, it really wants you to circle strafe like fucking crazy. Um, you have to have weapon upgrades to beat the boss efficiently. Um, I was able to get the Jackrabbit shotgun, which I can't remember what Jackrabbit modifier is. But anyways, it just shoots really fast, and it shoots a lot of pellets out and does a lot of damage. So I was able to beat the big slug boss, which is, you know, like you know, an eighth of your screen and your it spawns enemies and it's just like bullet hell bullshit. Um, it's easier, I think, on terms of difficulty for that kind of roguelike, it's somewhere between Nuclear Throne and um, Enter the Gungeon. If you've played either of those games, you know the level of difficulty I'm talking about. Enter the Gungeon is really fucking hard. Um, I can make it to, like, floor four in that game before I just want to, like... 
throw your controller against yeah. the wall and watch it shatter into a million sad pieces. Yeah, and I've been playing it with the vertical mouse, which actually is doing just fine. Um, but I've thought about playing with the controller. Anyways, but yeah, it's Nuclear Throne. I can almost beat Nuclear Throne, but I cannot get past like level four and enter the gungeon. And that's after multiple runs. I'm just I'm just not fast enough with that game, and that game demands a lot of attention to detail. Um, Fortune, Atomic Crops, at least where I'm at right now, the projectiles move slowly enough that you can pretty much dodge unless you just stop paying attention altogether. But when you're doing the wave, usually when you're doing the wave, you're actually planting crops, harvesting, and watering while you're fighting. So, because the watering is automatic as long as you're standing close enough to the crop, you can do that while you fight. But the tilling of the earth or de-weeding of your garden or planting stuff requires a timed, you know, a right click that takes some time. So you kind of got to be in one place for a second and try to make some progress on it while you're dodging bullets. And you got to constantly run back to your patch and do something. Um, I will say I recommend using the the dude. The dude has a turret that he can plant in the ground, whereas the 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 female the the woman in the game she just um, has additional pollination abilities, so her crops grow a lot faster. But for somebody managing waves, I think the dude with his turret is a little bit better. It's a early access game in constant development. The releasing constant updates, like it's a, it's a monthly update essentially, um, that's due out sometime soonish. Um, having fun at a decent price. Uh, looking to kill some time. It's good. Don't play it right before you go to bed because it'll keep you up till two in the morning thinking about strategies on how to do it better and be more efficient and all that other shit. <laughs> Atomic Crops. Weird-ass fucking game. Weird-ass fucking game. And, and all of a sudden, the name makes sense. Okay. Uh, this is how fucking slow my brain is working today. <laughs> uh, is it time for a break? Yep. You want to do that? I think... Let's let's take a break. I I, I need to like caffeinate. Caffeinate. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. That's the second can. The second can. Yeah, and I wish I had a second can. But it's the gross water. Oh. <laughs> then I don't wish I had a second can of gross water. <laughs> it's all right. your gross water. And we're back. Yeah, we are back from it's our... gross water. Yeah. You guys don't know it. Our breaks are usually like 25 minutes long. <laughs> we had enough time to take a leak. Pet the Zoe dog. Settle the Zoe dog, let the dogs out, look at news stories, and we had discussions and things and stuff happen. But yes. that all happened in 30 seconds, according to you guys. So, 15 seconds, I think, is actually the bumper. It's pretty close to 15 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Things and stuff. Rusty's hungry. Yeah. Uh, I am fucking starving. <laughs> it actually got me kind of hungry, too. It's like, did I not eat enough dinner? I don't know, fucking chicken fried steak guy. Like, I shouldn't you be start... hungry, but I guess I'm going to have to eat keto-friendly snacks, so that really means that 
If I'm hungry, all I can eat are fucking pickles or garlic stuffed olives or something. Fucking pickles sounds great. Garlic stuffed olives sound like bad breath waiting to happen. Nobody's going to smell my breath. Man, jalapeno uh, stuffed olives are great, though. Oh, fuck, I have some of those, too. Son yeah. of a bitch. I'm going to need you to stop talking about food right now. Thank you. All right, we're <laughs> going to dive not in. talk about food. So we can talk about some games so that I can get off here and, you know, spin game roulette and play something before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Dan, um, I'll say the first thing I really wanted to kind of get into here, uh, blending into the news hard because I like hard cuts. He likes uh, hard everything. The uh, this was a story on the on the verge over the last week uh, that Epic CEO Tim Sweeney um, in okay. talking about in talking about Unreal Engine 5's uh, reveal. Uh, also talked a little bit about what the next gen consoles are going to do, um, specifically the PS PS5, uh, because apparently he's got more experience with that one. Um, he actually made a comment in the in the reveal that the the PS5 has an immense amount of GPU power, but also capitalizes on multi order bandwidth increase in storage management yep uh which is going to be absolutely critical to future game development um and he's basically saying that these consoles may very well actually push pc architecture um because of how uh the ps5 and the and the xbox are streamlining them for streamlining all this hardware specifically for games yeah the uh the load times you know even on the like the very first leak of information i think they were running uh one of the spider-man games on the playstation 5 and the leak was that there was barely any load times at all uh of course that perked up a lot of interest because uh you know consoles their their biggest issue is load time you know just pulling from a mechanical hard drive sucks uh and having you know ssd technology whether that be nvme or just ssds uh is a big big bonus to the uh to the load load times and just getting data into you know into the memory of the console uh, so it yeah. doesn't surprise me one bit that the, uh, the architecture, uh, changes that, you know, you know, that the consoles are putting into that is optimizing for better load times. Yeah, yeah. I'm still I mean, curious Sweeney about the price even point. went as far as to say you can't even get a comparable M.2 drive to what Sony's using for your PC right now, right? Yeah, and and that's and, and that's probably you know well they can order specific style drives because the the boards that they're building are you know are focused they're they're driven for a 
particular use case, right? So, you know, what you're getting for PC hardware, you know, you could get stuff that's focused towards storage uh, uh, and storage access, uh, but you pay high dollar for it because it's, you know, it's not a general use case for PCs. PC is general use case to high end, but consoles are their own little micro ecosystem, you know? So it's kind of interesting to see. I mean, I want to see, you know, consoles beat that, uh, you know, beat that load time. I mean, if a console can load a game faster than a PC, I mean, the biggest problem I have with consoles is the fact that I have to wait, you know, and, and the graphics quality isn't that great. They hit those two, uh, those two things hard on this generation. I will have no problems playing on a console. All right. Um, and then in other news, uh, update to story from last week. Uh, Doom Eternal will be uh, soon getting a new patch that will <laughs> remove the de novo anti-cheat. Oh. <laughs> that oh. um, so they have seen the error of their ways and are removing their so, key logger, basically. Yeah, yeah. So the the um, so to kind of also correct a little bit from from last week, uh, the de novo anti cheat and the de, de novo security package, the uh, encryption are two completely different things. Um, you know, the anti-cheat is literally to catch people cheating in multiplayer, uh, whereas the uh, the security or encryption package is to kind of prevent people from cracking the game, which... Right, the anti-tamper. Right, so the, the situation for Bethesda, unfortunately for them, was that they, you know put out a fully working exe file that wasn't you know encrypted at all so it was basically cracked for people already and the crazy uh, the crazy thing is the story broke about them releasing de novo software what like five or six days ago yeah it was it, yeah. it took them a week to say well we fucked up well the de novo anti-cheat is arguably a little worse in you know, in the sen- in that sense, because it does work at a much lower level in the system uh, to try to catch you know people using uh, you know third party softwares to cheat. Uh, but I mean, if you have to cheat in Doom, you know, even Doom multiplayer, you need to reevaluate your life. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So I'm Agreed. happy that they're getting. I'm happy they're getting rid of it. I wasn't really uh, very hopeful that they would, but at least they're listening. Um, will that let me? Uh, will I be reinstalling that game? Not anytime soon. <laughs> All right. Well, it helps that you've already played it too. Well, true. Play of it. Just true. Uh, I mean, uh, a random story uh, that kind of popped up is there was a Brian Fargo tweeted recently that if they were talking, you know, he's, he tends to update about wasteland quite a bit and he's the figurehead of 
you know, an original guy from In Exile in the right. Fallout series. And he was saying that he's the next project they'll be doing will be done in Unreal 5. And I'm thinking the Microsoft acquisition has definitely pushed Unexile to being a major studio again after 20 years. Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, Unreal well, I mean, he 5. Gets what, he gets to do what he wants. I mean, and after... he gets support without, without right. them telling right him he, he has to do certain things creatively. Huh. And I well, think that is... That is the best thing Microsoft could have ever done. I mean, outside of like giving him the resources to do what he wants, uh, the um, you know having Unreal Five for a wasteland game. I mean, he doesn't say it's going to be a wasteland game specifically, does he? Uh, no, know, he you know, it's just it's just the next game we're using Unreal Five. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, that's a you know good bit of information, sure. And it shows what kind of resources he has available to him. But I want to know the I know I want to know what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, right. Tell me that your next game is going to be on Unreal Five. Tell me what that game is. You right. know. Um, and Justin had to walk away a minute, so I'll say uh, my my next bit of news, and I'm kind of sad Justin's not here for it. The uh, uh, CD Projekt Red's uh, parent company, CD Projekt Group, uh, who uh, owns both CD Projekt Red and uh, the distribution platform GOG, mm. has now officially become, become the most valuable video game company in Europe, overtaking Ubisoft. Well, good. <laughs> I mean, uh, we'll. S- th- that's that's a see, that's a good sign. Yeah. See, basically, CD Project Group is now officially uh, worth eight point zero one billion pounds uh-huh. versus Ubisoft's seven point eight two billion pounds. Well, and that's probably only going to get wider once Cyberpunk goes out. Um, oh yeah, I mean the the valuation of uh, of CD Projekt Red and GOG. I mean, GOG is a good platform anyway, but um, the uh, the valuation of CD Projekt Red is just everything fucking exploded for them. Like, oh, yeah, when they when they well, started out i mean i really didn't know about cd project red prior to like the witcher games right uh and then witcher was wildly successful for them like their their entire fucking company basically is built on that uh, i mean and... they're the ones that are that funded and started good old games because right. of witcher sales right and that was, uh, you know, and as soon as the uh, Netflix series came out, they found another boost in sales because of that. So that, I mean, Witcher 3 has probably been played by a lot of people who's, you know, hardly ever played a game before. Uh, 
you know, just because of Netflix. Uh, but imagine, you know, Cyberpunk coming out and that being fucking wildly successful too. You know, I, I anticipate it will be. But if it becomes wildly successful to the point where they're still selling millions of copies years later, it's just, they're going to be a fucking powerhouse. You know, they're going to leave Ubisoft in the dust. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And it's just RPGs, man. Yeah. Oh, that. And the reason why I say that that's only, you know, that can only be a good thing is that um, from what I've seen, of CD Projekt Red's basic, you know, you know, like company mentality. Uh, they're different. They work differently than most other game company companies do. They think differently, uh, and that is really key for them to stand out. So if they're funded and they continue to get good, you know, good returns on their uh, uh, on their developments. Uh, then we can only look forward to better and better games. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and I'm sure it helped that they, uh, uh, that because of the, the series releasing on Netflix cheaply, they sold an additional 6 million copies worth of The Witcher 3 last mm-hmm. year. Um, Jesus. That, so, that is, mean, they've are they already were fucking they were already gold at that point. I mean, before they sold the extra six million copies, even if they sold those six million copies at twenty bucks a piece, you know, yep. still that is a large cash infusion for a game that that you know that is basically already lived its life. Yeah, it's a five year old game at this course. point. Yeah, so. The, the next couple of years will tell whether or not, um, you know, the momentum keeps going. I imagine you're probably going to see now that these companies, as far as their value over one another, when we're just comparing uh, the two largest European companies, uh, I can imagine CD Projekt and Ubisoft probably going back and forth on who's the most valuable. Um, because when you think about it, uh, Ubisoft does have a lot of rather large franchises that no matter um, how unpolished a game is, they still seem to make a shit ton of money off of them. Um, so, you know, you'll probably see those flip-flop back and forth. But that is great news for CD Projekt and the fat, and just shows how strong of a company they really are. Well, considering CD Projekt Red has a fairly limited pro, uh, uh, portfolio of of games versus the plethora of games that's you know put out by Ubisoft, you know the amount of players per game is no comparison. I mean, yeah, that's you know you're not going to get the same amount of people playing the next fucking Assassin's Creed as you've got, you know, people who has played Witcher 3. You know? Yep. 100%. <laughs> or, or probably Cyberpunk when that comes out because of the hype train. Right. 
percent. Um, and then the last, the last thing I had, um, that really isn't game related, but <laughs> I thought was, uh, really interesting. And to be honest, kind of a, kind of a fantastic story. Cause you know, this person's put a lot of effort into their product and, and they've not really changed it over the years. Um, Spotify, um, and Joe Rogan announced this week that uh, they have agreed to an exclusive licensing deal. Um, let's see, where was it? Sorry, my Facebook crapped out on me. Uh, yeah. Well, it exclusive- wasn't. It wasn't for that amount of money. It was the potential to get that kind of money. Okay. But basically, well, still, he signed an exclusive that deal. Potential's, that potential is still huge. How much were they saying it was? Uh, was it $100 million, like I said, I my, fa- my Facebook crapped out on me. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah, it was, a, it was a $100 million potential worth yeah. deal for an exclusive contract with Spotify. And he's not the only one that's done that. Um, we're on Spotify, although we're free. And not making even a dollar. Um, <laughs> in fact, right. the podcast without the purchase of games that we do cost about thirty bucks a month. Um, yeah. but and time and labor and love. Um, yeah. The other one that's done that is Last Podcast on the Left, which is a weird comedy show. Um, I actually listen to when exclusive with podcast, uh, exclusive with Spotify. Just also netted them quite a bit of money. Um, right. Now, if, we, if you well, guys um, could like and subscribe, you know, <laughs> we could get fifteen dollars a month. <laughs> Spotify's been doing this a lot lately, though, um, with a lot of bigger podcasts. I mean they they shelled out a they shelled out nearly one hundred and fifty five million for Bill Simmons' uh, The Ringer podcast. Um, so them doing this for the Joe Rogan experience is just, uh, another thing. And really all it means, um, as far as his podcast is concerned, is that after the first a year, um, you're only going to be able to exclusively, um, listen to or, uh, view, uh, the, the full show on Spotify. Um, Rogan said himself, you know, clips, uh, et cetera, will still go on YouTube and other platforms. Um, but full episodes will only be available through Spotify. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to give you one other really weird and random thing. So you guys know, and this doesn't really cause any privacy concerns for us. We routinely say we're in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. Right? And it's a really oddball city, but uh, we also bring up Elon Musk sometimes on this podcast. <laughs> um, so we have this monument in the middle of town called the Golden Driller. And what it is is we've got the fairgrounds and we've got like a 75-foot statue of a guy with a hard hat on with his hand resting atop an oil derrick. And it's called the Golden Driller. And the roots of this town is in the oil industry, and now we deal with some refinery stuff, but mostly it's a telecommunication city. Um, 
our mayor really wants Tesla. Yes. Really wants Tesla. And there are its meme level want. We created this monstrosity with this golden driller. So sometimes we'll decorate them with different things. They got one of those companies that does those wraps, you know, so it's like a temporary decoration thing, right? Like a big sticker. Mm-hmm. And they made this ghastly face that kind of makes his face look like Elon Musk. It's like bright white. He's got a huge <laughs> Actually Tesla looks T. more like Farquad from Shrek. Yeah, but... that's fairly accurate. And he has a big <laughs> Tesla T on his chest and a Tesla belt buckle now. And we've done that. And then there's what's that other site? Um, it's big fucking something else. So it's bigfuckingfield.com. Yeah, which is another thing that our city <laughs> um, because sponsored because, because uh, Elon said that one of the uh, one of the requirements for being able to build his uh, his fucking gigafactory or whatever the fuck is is a fifteen hundred acre lot. And he and he called it a big fucking field, so of course we're we're advertising our big fucking field to Elon. So if you go to bigfuckingfield.com, dot com, it is a city sponsored site. Um, <laughs> and the first headline is Tesla meet your new BFF, and it's all shit about why Tulsa is better than Austin. Yeah. Because I mean, the backstory for that is there's only two. Uh, he's looking at two different locations, either. And it has quotes on here. It has quotes. Elon, this is good grass. I mean it, dude. Joe Rogan. I have tasted the dirt at Oklahoma, and it is delicious. That uh, that is Peter Thale. To build cyber trucks, you need a good imagination in a giant field. Thomas Edison. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and there's another so, site, and I can't remember what it's called, but it literally all it does is we've got another site that literally does nothing but rip on Austin and why we're better than Austin, and it's another state sponsored or city sponsored site, and I don't know who the fuck we have in office that's doing this shit, but it's really fucking entertaining. Well, I, I'll say this, and the. <sighs> The site that slams on Austin's kind of uh, pretty kind of got a point. It it brings up a lot of large business contracts that Austin's turned away because they didn't want that type of industry in their town. I get it. Um, Tesla's probably going to be different. Though the one thing I would say that Tesla being here would be good for is the fact that. What he's doing uh, with the Gigafactory and the and the automotive fields is it kind of fits into a lot of our existing infrastructure and existing workforces, um, which is which is probably a little bit of a leg up over over Austin, who doesn't necessarily have a ton of manufacturing. Well. I, I I think it would be fucking great. Like I don't know, uh, the area needs to have a uh, uh, have a a big industry. I'm not sure if Tesla's the right one because mm-hmm. Tesla's been kind of 
up in the air. Like I haven't been, I haven't felt warm and uh, warm and cozy around the idea of, of a Tesla since like forever because they're profitable then they're not profitable the fucking elon sleeps uh, sleeps in his factories versus you know going off on fucking investor calls it's it's volatile like everything about it is not quite right for me um but if he wants to build a gigafactory hey, we've for, got plenty of land <laughs> for us ten thousand jobs would be great coming out of this you know, basically this depression. Right. It would be, it would be a, a good, a, a good start for sure. Um, and we'll say that it well, is pretty fucking cheap to live like here as we are all very 10,000 job influx. Right. For us, it's, it's super cheap to live here. So, I mean, we're all middle-class dudes living pretty rich ass lives. If you're in California, Right, right. Well, the other. I mean, thing, me and Jason are fucking homeowners. That's some not something that we could say with our jobs in California or New York or, you know, Northern right. Illinois or. Fucking, Shit, or even Texas. Um, yeah, not Let's now. Face it. Yeah, my house is worth double this in fucking Plano, and right. triple and triple this in the, fucking uh, Austin. My house is worth. My house is worth nearly. 300 grand in Austin. Ooh, fucking homeowners, you bastards. I'll just, I'll just sit in my apartment, thanks. Um, <laughs> uh, the, uh, I guess one of the side effects that I would see from having the Gigafactory here in this area would be um, that we'd probably have more Tesla stations, like the quick charge stations uh, around town. Because uh, it's kind of would be a side effect. Uh, and with my job, it wouldn't be hard for me to, uh, justify getting an electric car, uh, because I don't necessarily drive very far. Um, it would, I'm not sure if I'd get a cyber truck because those things just look fucking ugly, but you know, ah, but our mayor wants cyber truck patrol cars. I mean, <laughs> why not? Um, <laughs> they're immediately identifiable. I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but nah, it, it, it would be, there, there's a couple different side effects. I'm not sure if they're good or bad, uh, but this you know the uh the city definitely is going full ham and like justin was saying whoever's heading up the uh the, the meme factory for uh uh for big fucking field got me chuckling yeah i just so, i chuckled when i realized that that was something that was put on by the fucking city i did i wasn't aware that it was put on by the city i thought it was just somebody that, that well not to, entirely so a lot of so this is, um, I'm not going to dive in this too quick because I really want to play video right. games. But very short answer: we have some very wealthy people that live here that are in the banking industry, um, yes. and a lot of Tesla owners and um, some of these banking industry giants 
have decided that Tesla is good for the city and has got the city to be on the side of them for promoting this. So it's privately funded, but in the interest of the city that has been in liaison with the city. So it's not like city of Tulsa actually made a website called Big Fucking Field, but people very closely tied to city council are the ones that did that. Oh, yeah. Well, and I mean, low-key, granted, it didn't get this blown out of proportion because, you know, it wasn't that, uh, uh, you know, they didn't do any big changes to the Golden Driller or anything for Amazon. But, I mean, it was kind of the same thing when we were when we were in the running and bidding for the for the distribution center here. Um, You know, there were. There was quite a, quite a bit of, uh, you know, just overall uh, silliness that that happened there. It just wasn't uh, nearly as uh, shockingly newsworthy as anything in, involving Elon Musk. <laughs> right. Well, it's <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a little crazy. Uh, I thought that the uh that the whole Tulsa driller decoration thing was um a meme itself. I didn't think that that actually happened, but apparently it did. Um so and our, this is our, even you know, when it comes to impact for the city, you know, 10,000 jobs, let's Nothing shake a stick at considering uh, the Amazon fulfillment center brings less than two thousand. Right. So. Uh, yeah, but again, it's Elon, uh, it's Tesla, uh, and uh, he's got he's got grand plans. I mean, the fucker wants to go to Mars. So I mean, he's got he's got grand plans for a lot of things. So we'll see. Like Mars colonization. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Full on Mars. <laughs> I mean, it, if that's the case, you know, there's aerospace in Tulsa too. I, I'm sure that's going to tie into his space plans at some point. <laughs> you know, uh, gonna e- e- Elon will, Elon will build and staff Trump's space force right here. Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 this is terrible. Uh, <laughs> uh, I could just, I could, oh, I could just see it now. Oh God. I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I spent all afternoon looking at SpaceX stuff because it's intriguing. Oh, I mean, it, you that, if you're interested, I mean, they're I doing, they're doing when, a new, another flight like a, a week and a half. Thing, I was like, we've got aerospace. He's got SpaceX. There's oh, going to be a lot of tie to that. Oh, jeez. Here we go. Yeah. Maybe in 10 years we all own Teslas. Who knows? <laughs> we can switch from an oil state to an electric car state. I'm okay with that, too. Teslas at least go fast. It's not a motherfucking Prius, which is a joke of a car. Oh, right. <laughs> hey, and the Teslas don't look too bad. Nah, right? I would drive a no, Tesla. No, the cars don't. 
I the would giga truck is laughable. <laughs> it's the fucking cyber truck, man. Hey, it's you know it's a cyberpunk truck, and we'll give it a shot. Uh, uh, plug it in, plug it in. <laughs> I mean, the cyber truck look. The cyber truck looks like some ugly ass, like C grade sci fi movie piece of shit, but. Uh, it'd be it'd be good to have another big manufacturing thing in Tulsa. I mean. <laughs> Whether it's ugly the, or not, we're gonna see those ugly fucking things all over the roads. It's crazy. Cybertruck uh, doesn't work out. Maybe he'll just start producing his cars in the factory, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, just as long as the factory is making something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here, guys. Jason, where can you find us? Find us at tiltcast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash tiltcast. Search for our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash real tiltcast. Find us on iTunes and Spotify. Rate us and review us there. Find some friends of the damn show. You've got Cabbage KBG. You've got For the Love of Gaming. You've got. Uh, picking up the pixels. You've got Pupcast, which is Pupcast. You've got yep. NoQuarters.net. You got BMFCast.com. Bad motherfuckers they are. And yeah. TVGP.tv. They play Elite Dangerous and have the nymph. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace. Peace.